0: Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, keeping it real with Melody podcast. Melody is a foreign dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. It's a podcast for the dreamers, but more importantly, the doers. I'm your host, Melody. Today, we're excited to have with us a wonderful guest who is a multi-talented personality who will share with us his um, journey into thriving and flourishing in the entertainment industry here in Hollywood. He is the resident director of music at the Millennium Dance Complex here in Hollywood since 2002. He is a singer, a dancer, a director, a comedian, a pianist, a vocal artist, an interior designer, and a celebrity stylist. So truly a man of multiple remarkable talent. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up to... Mr. Showmanship himself, Justin Copland. Hello, Justin, welcome to the show. Welcome, hello, thank you for having me, Melody. Thank you for joining us here today. I love your suit. Oh
1: Well, I love your dress.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, are you ready? Let's begin. I am ready. So um, if you could share with our audience and take us back. Uh, to the time where you had those vivid aha moments where it led you to your career moves?
1: Oh, well, these aha moments, I think, came, honestly, when I least expected it. It's those moments where you're, you know, You don't know what's going to happen day to day. You just know, okay, I hope I'm ready. I hope I'm prepared. I hope I did all of my, you know, preparation. And I think the aha moments for me happened when I least expected it. Honestly, I was at work at Millennium Dance. Mm -hmm. And I saw all of these people waiting in a line. Like, you know, probably a hundred people. And I said, what are you looking for? And they said, you know, we're looking for Tina Turner impersonators. I said, oh, send everyone home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Confidence, Justin. We have
1: to have confidence. We have to have confidence. We have to be ready at a moment's notice. And I'm not a Tina Turner impersonator, but I do sing Proud Mary." And I know, you know, all of her, the choreography. So I did it. And they said, okay, you're going to go in next. With that, they filmed it. And they said, we have to send this to Sandra Bullock right now. Within two hours, they had put me in the movie and it's like that was the aha moment it's like you never know what's going to happen it went from what is this people like waiting in this line to you're written into a movie and i mean that is the aha moment
0: so <laughs> so when you saw when you saw the line yeah you didn't purposefully go there you literally just saw that there was yeah. a line there was a lot of asked one of those that were falling in line as to why they were right. falling in line.
1: Yes. And I saw, you know, the lady with the clipboard. So she looked like she was in charge of the line, you know. So I just went up to her and I said, you know, what are you looking for? And she told me and says so I said, I want I wanna do it. Let me in.
0: Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So that that says a lot about you with uh, you mentioned being prepared, right? So just being ready, it may not have been uh, a scheduled audition for you, but you saw the the possibility and you just went and cut through the line (laughs) and just said, (laughs) send everyone home. It literally happened, Justin? Yes. (laughs) Not only did you let them say for, you know, to let them go home, you got, you actually got the part.
1: I got crazy. It is crazy. And uh, so basically what they did is they turned it into an Avril Lavigne impersonation and honestly, so I get to set and I didn't realize Sandra Bullock was also the director. So she said, I want you to be Avril Lavigne. We're going to take you to hair and makeup. Dolly Parton was sitting next to me and Sandra Bullock. And it was the three of us. And they said, in this scene, Dolly is going to be chased. Um, Like uh, her impersonator is chasing her in Vegas. And we're going to have you come on as Avril and sing, you know, complicated. Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? (laughs) And that was the scene. So we really just did it and it was uh, you know it was the moment that was it and we just went with it.
0: So from Tina Turner you became Avril Lavigne. Yes. And I had to sing this song that for some reason you also knew the the lyrics the lyrics. Yeah. Yes. You did? it was you just have to be ready. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> that is super awesome. That's awesome. Um Thanks. you also mentioned about um I don't know how, how old you were, but uh, your parents took you to this concert. Uh, oh, can
1: you tell yeah. us about that? Oh, I was so little. I was three. Were you three? Um, mm-hmm. We went to see Diana Ross, and she held me on stage for 15 minutes, my dad said. And my mom um, was carrying me because she invited all of the children to come up on stage to, you know, be with her. And for some reason, she chose me to actually hold in her arms, and she it just helped me while she was singing in her, you know, live concert at McHale Center in Tucson, Arizona, Arizona. Um, when I was three, so that, I think, was my christening moment, like, <laughs> on the stage, in the limelight, feeling you know the energy of the performance and it was magnetic and I just felt so empowered and I was like I was three so what are you gonna do <laughs> I just felt like everything was perfect right then and there
0: so uh, at three years old you guys were seated at the front row is that and then they just randomly picked uh children and yeah. you were one of those yeah, she, she chose you, and that moment you had that awakening, <laughs> as yeah. you said, it. and yeah. um, and you knew that you belonged on stage, right? <laughs> I had hoped, I'd hoped I belonged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, that's, that's that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, story. So Diana Ross, lead singer of uh, the Supremes, yes, and um, it's a band that has, I think. Uh, one of the best-selling girl group, singing group uh, of all times, right? Of
1: all times. Iconic of all
0: times. Iconic. A legend. Uh, what is your favorite song
1: of her? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh God, this is going to be so tough. Um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, for sure. Uh-huh.
0: So give, <laughs> give yeah. us the chorus. <laughs> Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no man high enough, ain't no man high enough
1: to keep me from you. Oh. It's like everyone can't help but jump
0: to their feet and start. Do you you know, uh, <laughs> do you remember what the song was when you were uh, you were there on stage with her?
1: You know what? She started with that song. No like, I remember her walking from the back of, you know, the auditorium and you can't see her yet, but you can hear her. And I just sparkles. She was covered in like silver sparkles. It was like ethereal. Like, you know, she came from another planet or something, (laughs) you know, I'm three, but I just remember this beaming, sparkling like silver costume that was just like radiating lights and everything and that's the song she was singing.
0: I think (laughs) other kids would freak out if you know. Oh
1: absolutely you know you take your child to Disneyland and you want to show them their iconic favorite creature and and they start crying.
0: (laughs) But you were mesmerized.
1: Oh, I was so mesmerized. I was so mesmerized by her beauty and her presence, and I just felt safe and comfy, you know, in her arms.
0: So, 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 so it started there. You were thinking <laughs> yeah. and you made that decision. I want to be that. I want to perform. Uh, yeah, on stage, uh, type of thing. So, with with uh, with those moments and leading up to where you are now. Um, with all the hats that you wear. What were your uh, most challenging moment and how did you overcome those?
1: My most challenging moment, of course, as for any actor, is not getting the part. So I went to New York. It's my very first Broadway audition and I'm auditioning for Marty Sharnan who wrote Annie. Legend. There's 400 people at the audition. We had to hold our headshots like this and just stand there, and they eliminated 200 people right out of the gate. Then it was down to 200, then it was down to 100, then it was down to 50, and I made it. Every cut. Then they said, we need you to go to lunch, come back and sing. Like eight bars, which is like 30 seconds, that's, you know, how quickly we had to make an appearance. Get in, get out. So." I sang the last eight bars of Quasimodo's from Howard Crabtree's When Pigs Fly, because it's it's just, it's it shows your range, you know, in a really short amount of time. I got called back. It was down to me and one other person. So now you go from 400 people to the final two. I had to go back to New York the next week for the call back, and it was down to me and this other guy. So I played the trumpet, he played the, what did he play? The saxophone. They ended up casting him. I was devastated. First of all, first Broadway audition, but it gets better. I then booked a movie with Sandra Bullock. So see, there's always something. And so I tell my students, don't freak out, don't give up. There's always something bigger and better around the corner.
0: So, as a vocal coach, you know, been doing this uh, over over 20 years now. 20 years. Over 10 20 years. years. You're, you're, uh, you're only 20, but. Uh, <laughs> I love it. You too. Hello. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, doing that for two decades, seeing various talents, uh, was there anything in terms of, uh, you know, like a rewarding feeling? Seeing those um, aspiring, raw talent and you helping them mold and now seeing them flourish. Uh, any any um, moments like that that you'd want to share with us, Justin?
1: This is probably the greatest moment of teaching is seeing someone who started, you know, when they were like six years old and now they're in their 20s and they're huge, huge stars. Like the first um, student that comes to mind is Catherine Newton. She started when she was so little, so tiny, so perfectly adorable. You know, her mother brought her to Los Angeles from Florida and it was just, you know, the mom and the daughter. Dad stayed at home to hold down the fort and it's (laughs) like Side joke, right? (laughs) Side joke, sorry. (laughs) Um, But the most amazing is she was just cast in Big Little Lies playing Reese Witherspoon's oldest daughter. And when I tell you her mom called me and she said, you know, Catherine needs to have another voice lesson because she just feels so comfortable around you and you always make her feel so confident. Um, They said, we tried, uh, you know, other voice teachers, but we always come back to you because she's the safest with you. And it just warms your heart because she just booked another movie with um, Julia Roberts and I guess it's coming out for the holidays and not to mention big little lies. It was probably like the biggest TV show um, in terms of, you know, magnitude and, you know, there is true talent. And here is someone who it probably took her 12, 14 years to really, come into her own find her power but now the sky's the limit
0: so let's talk about you as a performer Uh, (laughs) you as a performer talk to us about that one man comedy show that was a huge success oh I am curious to find out how was your journey in um in conceptualizing the idea of of having this uh, this show and uh, and seeing it all up to fruition and it being, um, you know, a great success. Um, So how was that like? Where were you when you were thinking about that project? And how was the unfolding of that? What were your high points?
1: Oh, my stars. Well, it was stories, you know, that I have been you know, in my mind, these stories and things that have happened to me since, you know, I was like little, were just kind of floating around and then became these ideas. And it just sparked everything just kind of fell in, um, to a place where there were these shows. And, um, everyone could put in ideas, you know, for this show or that show. And one of my best friends, Amy Granados, who's still my neighbor, like we grew up next door to each other. Our parents still live next door to each other. She had won the festival the year before with her one woman show. And, um, she was the catalyst. She called me and she's like, I think you need to do a, a one-man show. And she was like, I will help you in any capacity. Um, but you definitely need to, you know, make this happen. So I just started thinking about my landladies, Edith and Evelyn. The honestly, we're talking about women who are like 99 and 103. And these non Nigerian landladies are absolutely epic women. So I would tell stories about them in in my show, and I would sing a song, you know, that would relate to the story. But I I don't give the audience time to really recover, and you're you're laughing hysterically, your tummy hurts, and I've I've already moved on to the next story. And <laughs> it's just like people are like, "What's happening here?" So. Honestly, it's a conglomeration of my life and all of the funny moments, and you know, the story, A B C all the way to Z that have led me here, intermingled with like a little song. I'll play the piano. I'll sing to the audience. Um, it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing.
0: What's your favorite um, role? I, mean, I was uh, I was uh, <laughs> reading your your website and uh, oh, my favorite roll dinner biscuits <laughs> butter
1: biscuits and those ones from that lobster place. <laughs> I,
0: <like. laughs> well, I meant and I know you know I mean um, your favorite roll <laughs> of all the all the hats that oh
1: uh, a okay. favorite rolls. Have to be a mall in a mall and night visitors by Giancarlo Minotti. It's um it's about the star. Like this little boy sees a star floating in the sky, and he tells his mother, we have to follow the star, and of course she thinks I'm crazy. So this whole opera is about this little boy who has a crutch. And the three wise men come to visit that night because they have no place to stay on their way to baby Jesus. And so the only thing that I can give is my crutch. So I offer the crutch. And then at the end of the opera, I miraculously walk without the crutch.
0: So, so you, were, you, were the, you were the actor? In, in that- I was the
1: actor. Oh, in nice. that-
0: so, it's is one of your favorite role that you do. So you sing, yeah. you dance, you, yeah. uh, you, <laughs> you do comedy, you do interior design. You, but I, I do. <laughs> yes, from really
1: the sky the limit.
0: I agree. Um, Let's talk about uh, some of um, some tips that you that you could share with our audience. Well, you know those hats having all those roles that you play, any time management hacks that you could share with our audience?
1: When a student wants to prepare for for something, or let's just say like in, in reference to getting ready, let's say you said the garage, it's right. daunting to go in and say, oh my gosh, we're gonna clean the garage today. So I always start with something completely attainable, like doing the dishes. Let's just do the dishes today. One, something. Dish. <laughs> One dish. One dish. Also, <laughs> I
0: can't oh, do. Well. It. Okay, but
1: I guess so. you know it's something you can start and something you can finish. Right. And then you know, oh my gosh, it's like your little pat on the back that felt good to accomplish it and then you feel like okay what's the next thing I'm going to go accomplish and then before you know it you're just checking everything off your list because but there, I say don't think we're going to become an astronaut like overnight we we need to start you know in one place and you know build our way up so for my students I say okay well let's start with the exercise Let's get our tummies strong. Let's make sure our breathing is correct. Once all of that is intact, we can start to build, you know, from there. And I'm telling you, everyone leaves feeling happier. They lo- They feel like they can take over the planet. Where for any profession, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a nuclear physicist, you still have those grounding techniques where everyone has to breathe everyone has to find center everyone has to really hone that one like point and I think if you find that point in you you can achieve anything
0: I hear you um, <laughs> so let, let's talk about you as an entrepreneur um, you having uh, a flourishing Airbnb in Beverly Hills <laughs> uh, what what are your learning moments uh, that uh, that you would have not gotten had you not uh, ventured into this type of business?
1: Oh, I could go on honestly, probably you know for the next hour about the impact that the guests have had in Airbnb. It's been three years, and I have had two over two hundred guests. This was the most moving story. So my current guest is battling cancer. And she messaged me. um, Her name is Sheila. And she's now part of the family, obviously. She works for the UN. And so she was actually in Thailand when dealing with the recovery and the rehabilitation of everything that was lost during the hurricane. So she shared with me the story and it just moved me in such a way. So the woman um, that was affected, I mean, thousands of people were affected, but this story I think touched the hearts the most. Um, Fatima was her translator, and every single town that they got to in the recovery process, Fatima would disappear and she would go to the monitors and and Sheila would just wondered, "Where is she going for like ten minutes every time we land in a new city?" She was looking for her children, so she said, "What happened?" And Fatima told her when the wave struck, she was holding her baby in one of her arms. And then she was holding her other two children in the other arm. And she couldn't decide in that moment, like which to cling tighter to. And so in an instant one of the arms the children were gone and then she blinked and in another instance the baby was gone so here is this mother who lost her children in a matter of like a minute and it just it just speaks volumes because you don't know how precious everything is until it's gone And I think that as, as a person, you know, who you, we have COVID, you know, now we are going through, everyone is getting depressed. Everyone is sad. Everyone wants things to be better. But then you think about this woman who in one minute lost her family. You can't even compare that, you know, to the de- the level of devastation the level of loss and i just my heart goes out to her because it's that moment of that is greater that is that's the bigger picture in my mind of you know true fortitude and going through and here's this woman who lost her children yet she's still fighting you know to try and help other people you know in the rebuilding process of the survival of those communities that suffered so greatly and my heart just goes out
0: so so basically it's it's that um that conversation that also helped you um yeah. build that um that type of uh, you know looking at things half fuller of or half empty Exactly, and this crisis, right? With this crisis, and everyone is complaining.
1: Exactly, I think for
0: you to just go back to that story and say, you know what? What are you really bitching about, right? Or what are you really complaining? Exactly. Uh, when it, when people suffer that type of uh, of uh, of loss, that's just um, you know, it, it's beyond.
1: We are here for a higher purpose you know, that we don't even know what that purpose is until it's staring at you right in the face. And no matter what is going on, no matter what is happening, we have to be there for, for others. And, and wholeheartedly, I believe that if we can all just come together as, as a world, we're better off.
0: I agree uh so for those that are especially you with your role as a as a mentor uh as a vocal coach uh as a trainer what uh, what do you say for those uh talents who are ready to give up who are just on the brink of quitting and just throwing in the towel? what do you say to them justin
1: right when a student is feeling like they're about to give up or they don't have, you know, the necessary tools to move forward, I always tell them right when the caterpillar thought its life was over, it became a butterfly. (laughs) That... Sends them to a whole new level every single time. And it's that moment where, of course, we all want to give up. We all want to throw the towel in, but we have to persevere. It's we have to get over that hurdle in order to reach the greatness, so I feel like that's my that is my mantra. Is that little right when the caterpillar thought its life was over, it became a butterfly,
0: right? <laughs> and then you have your wings, and then you fly, and then fly that other dimension, right? Exactly. Um, a- any any final words uh, of wisdom uh, that you could share with our audience? With, especially with regards to your journey of, you know, you're starting out, you're from Arizona, moved to, to California, really knew no one, you know, not really to the degree, uh, right. but you persevered. So it's, it's that perseverance uh, and, and confidence that, that you have uh, that, that led you to a lot of opportunities. Um, yes. Any final words?
1: I think in, in terms of going out in the world my final message is don't give up keep going there's always another mountain to climb you can always achieve greatness even when you think it's all about to end that's the moment where i think you discover the next magical journey and achieve success and We all want that. We all want to achieve the best success, you know? And I think it's getting over those little tiny hurdles that come into our, you know, path, is overcoming those is leading us to the greatest level of
0: success. (laughs) I agree, I agree. You know, just like uh, the river, right? The river does not really shave the mountain or the rock with its strength or power. It's through perseverance. So That's you right. continue to, um, or the grit to continue uh, to, uh, to forge through, uh, regardless of the obstacles and hurdles, uh, thrown your way. As long as you have that clarity, right? That, clarity right. of your vision, couple that with action, couple that with learning, couple yes. Yes. that with talent, hard work. And somehow that formula brings you to the next level. Right. Correct.
1: That is absolutely correct. And the journey is is endless. It's endless. It's
0: endless. <laughs> and if it's endless, you just have to be unstoppable. I really enjoyed the uh, the inspiring, uh, inspiring true to life uh, stories of the dreamers. The dreamers that you interact with uh, daily and really yes. seeing their life unfold right before your eyes right and seeing them flourish uh such such an amazing amazing inspiring story so so thank you justin for um for sharing those i appreciate you oh thank you melody it's always
1: the best joy and with there's laughter there's love and it's always such an honor <laughs>
0: to Wonderful. See you. all right wishing you continued success justin